Alright, so what's up, Easton Fellowship? It's day four of our fast. My prayers are with you all. I hope that y'all are praying for me. It's getting real out here. I'm doing the Daniel fast, and um, it just seems that like food has lost all of its joy <laughs> because I'm just eating vegetables and fruits. Like there's just zero anticipation about my next meal, and that's always an adjustment. Um, but I am feeling. Uh, much more clear in my mind, uh, more receptive to the things of God. And let me tell you something. I was talking to Toya about this. God is showing me myself. I mean, and I'll give you an example. This is a, a kind of a Kairos moment that I'm sharing for myself. Also, by the way, send me your Kairos moments. I want to share them in, um, in an upcoming podcast. But for me today, I was talking to my roommate, Jessica, and she said something silly. I don't even know what it was. And I had in my mind, while she was talking, I was preparing a smart com comeback. I have a pretty like sharp tongue. And I just was like, was just going to say a smart remark. But I stopped myself before I even opened my mouth, which never would have happened otherwise. But I stopped myself before I opened my mouth. And I was like, why are you about to say this? Why? Why are you about to? And I honestly don't even remember what I was going to say. I don't even remember what she was talking about. And in my heart, it was just like, you want to make her feel stupid. You want to feel like you're the smart one and that she's the dumb one. And I just was like, oh, I'm so broken. <laughs> I'm so messed up. Like, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need you to come save me. I need you to rescue me. When I think I've got it all together, even the smallest, most basic things, I'm screwing up royally and maybe I wasn't even supposed to say screw right then see I it's just it it never ends so the fast has been blessing me holding up a mirror like Doug the gross image that Doug likes to uh give is it's like when you take a bath and then all the water drains out and you see all the dirt left in the tub that was on your body that's what this fast is doing um, but I still have a joyful heart. I I know the God. I've been hearing some stories. God is doing some things. God is speaking to and through some people. And it's just really encouraging. So into our content for today, we are going to be talking about the five W's and the H of hear and obey. If you don't remember grammar school or if you are a younger listener and you haven't gotten to this part of grammar school yet, the five W's and the H are who, what, where, when, why, and how. And we've already done the what and the why, and today we're talking about the who. So let's just do a little bit of review. What's the what of hear and obey? Well, hear and obey is recognizing God's voice and faithfully submitting to it. The what is recognizing God's voice and faithfully submitting to it. That means we're able to pick God's voice out from amongst, from, uh, from amongst all the others. And then we're able to say, you know what, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. That's tough. It's tough work. So that's what we're talking about here. And the why. So we've been saying this word over and over. One part of the why is it's because it's our birthright. We just have access to God. Just by being born again, by being born into God's family, we have access to God that other folks don't have until they're born into God's family. And we want them all to be born in God's family, but that's just a right and a privilege that we have to know the voice of our God, of our Savior, 
of our comforter, of our guide. And part two of the why is it's because it's for our own good. It's because it blesses us. It's because it saves us from tutter and odor to uh, tutter, Lord Jesus, utter and total destruction. Uh, just like in the parable of the wise man and the foolish man, the wise man, he did the hard, hard work of building a foundation, digging deep into the ground, laying a foundation and building his house. And the, the foolish man um, just built his house on the sand, which was the easier route. And I'm sure that his house looked amazing from the outside. I'm sure people that were walking along the beach with their families and their dogs said, oh man, look at this house right on the sand. That is lovely. Floor to ceiling windows. Oh my gosh. But when the storms came, when the floods came, when the waves were crashing, guess what? That beautiful house with floor to ceiling windows became driftwood because the foolish man heard God's words but did not obey them. So that's the thing. It's for our own good. Hearing and obeying. We've got to hear to know what the directions are. We've got to obey because what's the point of knowing the directions if we're not going to follow them? All right, cool. So today we're talking about the who. And this is simple. What's the who for hear and obey? I hear from God. And then, right, God speaks. I respond. And that's just it. Me and God, right? But is it really that simple? I don't think so. And let me tell you why. I, I would say it's inaccurate to say that hearing God's voice, hearing from God, is an act solely between you and God. And I might get some pushback from that, but hear me out. Hear me out. I'd really caution against that type of thinking because it, it, get, it can just get really, really weird really, really quickly. I... It, can, it gets kind of like the wild, wild west out there um, where it's just a bunch of like renegades and lone rangers and like sheriffs getting in duels with people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, and shooting people dead in the square. Like it's just this weird, it gets that type of Christianity, that type of wild west Christianity is not like the Christianity that we see in scripture. In the New Testament, I mean, everybody was all living together. Everybody had all things in common. Decisions were weighed between groups of people. It wasn't just one person on their own making decisions. Um, God even, uh, Scripture even says that we shouldn't forsake our assembling together, not just so that we can have an awesome worship time, but just so that we're constantly together. We're processing things together. Um, it also says that... It's not good for any a person, a man, a woman, none of us, to be alone. We're not made to be Lone Rangers. And I think that when we have the mindset that, oh, I'm just going to hear from God. I'm not going to worry about what anybody else says. It gets us into that. I'm a Lone Ranger. I'm on a, it's just me out here on a raft. Like um, that movie with Tom Hanks and Wilson. What's it called? Do you remember? Oh, man, I got to remember. It's going to kill me. He's like, Wilson. Shipwrecked. Is that what it's called? That can't be it. Oh, man. I know you guys remember. It's going to kill me for the rest of this podcast. It's going to be in the back of my mind. But anyway, moving on. I think that 
it's important to be weighing the things that we hear from God in community because we were created to exist in community. And if hearing from God is as vitally important as scripture says it is, and I believe that it is vitally important, um, we've got to be willing to submit that to the community of believers as well. Because here's the thing, even when we're seeking God and earnestly trying to hear his voice, there's going to be times when we misinterpret, when we get it wrong. I mean, and that's just because we're processing with finite minds. We still have human minds. We haven't received our glorified bodies yet. We're not perfect. We're not fully like Jesus in the fullness of how it's going to be. And so there's limits to our understanding. We have biases, biases. Um, there, we have prejudices and a myriad of other things that are filtering God's voice. And sure, we're fasting to take away those other noises. But y'all, it ain't going to be all the way right until Jesus comes. Yes, Jesus is making us more holy in every moment, more holy, more wise, more discerning. But it won't be all the way right until Jesus Christ comes back. Just like Paul said. Now, Paul, the greatest missionary of all time, said this. He was like, look. I'm telling you right now, we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part will be done away with. So we just aren't going to know the fullness of everything that we hear. We aren't going to be able to comprehend the fullness because we're in these finite bodies. We ha we're operating in these finite minds. And so you might be saying, okay, Aaron, cool. So what's the fix? One a of all, this is not another person to add to the me and God um, silo, but the word of God. Try everything. Try what I'm saying against the word of God. Try everything you hear, any word, anything that you're, anything you're sensing, any like speed bump, Kairos moments. When you're thinking about why this happened and what God might be trying to say, yo, pull out your Bible Scripture is what we have. We know for a fact that it is inspired by God. It was given to us, um, written by men through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's how God has revealed himself to us. We know that for a fact. It's something that is that we have tangible. This is God's word. It, it's, just, it's just right there. So try everything. I'm, I can't overstate this, y'all. Try everything by God's word. And I just, I think this is a side note and maybe I'm going down a rabbit hole, but don't be, I would love for us to, don't be intimidated by God's word. Sure. It's a really old document. It's the most, or a collection of documents. It's probably, it's definitely the most important of them, um, in the world. Um, but I think, especially in like the 21st century where, the majority of us listening right now are literate and can engage with scripture. Engage with scripture. Up your biblical literacy. That's something that's attainable. Studying God's word, learning more about God's word, increasing your knowledge about God's word is something that can be attained and is something that we should all be aspiring to. So yes, when you're hearing a word from God, you got to, listen, you got to be able to search through God's word to see if what you're hearing lines up with it. If you don't even know where to start, I mean, you're a couple of steps behind already. That's my tangent. Get in God's word. Get in the book. It's good. It's a lamp to your feet. It's a light into your pathway. It won't lead you astray. 
the end on that part. So that's part one for the fix. Part two, and I said this before, you need God's people. You need them. You need us. I need y'all. You need God's people to help you weigh everything you hear. There's no getting around it. Use God's people that are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom to weigh any word from God, any word that you're hearing, anything that you're sensing. And it's important because, like I said, we operate, we have biases, we have prejudices, we have blind spots. And other people can help us see our blind spots. And they're kind of like the side view mirrors on your car. Or it's kind of like the, the quick check, like when you're changing lanes and you have to look over your shoulder to catch that spot that your mirrors aren't picking up. It's like that other people are helping you see what you can't see. They're helping you say, mm, is this God or are you really in your feelings about a particular thing? Is this God or is this what you want? Is this God or fill in the blank? You need other people. You need community. You need people around you. Listen, get people around you that you know are full of the Holy Spirit and power and got some wisdom and got some sense. And you see them growing and becoming more like Jesus Christ as time goes on. I'm not going to tell you to... Not be weighing stuff, you know, with people who are baby Christians or nominally Christians. However, I don't think you're going to get the best, the biggest bang for your book if you go down that road. So, yes, use God's word. Use other people. Other people. That's the who. It's you. It's God. It's your spiritual family. And it's God's word. All y'all in there together. That's what's going to make hear and obey work. Cool? Cool. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you for this fast. I thank you for what you're doing here in us. Lord, I pray that we would surround ourselves with godly people. Lord, I pray that we would take seriously the work of discerning uh, your voice and your will for our lives and for our church, Lord. Speak to us, speak through us, speak in us. Lord, sing over us. Your name is great, it's powerful, it's worthy of praise and adoration and glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen.